Good evening. Welcome to the DailyRono.com podcast. My name is Tony Sincata, and of course, you can read all the great daily fantasy information at DailyRono.com. And what a crazy night Wednesday night has turned out to be. All of a sudden, you tune in for Daily Fantasy Basketball, and you realize the whole Memphis Grizzlies team Marcus Saul out of the lineup. Michael Conley out of the lineup. Zach Randolph out of the lineup. And he gets sucked in. And you start heading over there and using some of these guys that were uh, cheap options from the Memphis Grizzlies. And it did not pay off tonight for fantasy owners. And I think guys that have uh, plenty of players in this Cleveland San Antonio Spurs game will absolutely pay off. Uh, tonight we've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to bring in Adam Pfeiffer from DailyRoto.com. Adam, how are we doing? Good, Tony. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you know, all fired up. But uh, there was a lot of people going crazy tonight, about 6.50, when they found out about the Memphis Grizzlies roster. Yeah, um, it's funny because Thursdays are usually the night I don't really play a lot because the slate's usually, uh, you know, like two or three games on a lot of the nights, and there was five games tonight, and like you said, I kind of got sucked into putting a couple lines in there with all that value in Memphis, and uh, it's a good thing I didn't invest too much. No, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for people. Uh, It's it's crazy. I'm I'm up in the standings in a lot of leagues, but uh, I think I'm going to get caught from behind because of uh, my Sixers. I did have Rodney Stuckey and... um, even John Wall, who had 40-plus points tonight, but he only played three quarters. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of tough to watch that game. I mean, and I caught, like, some of it, at least watching it on the, the, the game tracker. But um, yeah, I usually, you know, like I said, I usually try to avoid the Thursday nights because, because I, I prefer the slates that are not too big, but, you know, not too small, but... Um, this is an interesting one because there was there was a decent amount of games. I think there was five games, but um, you know, if you if you heavily invested in the value of of Memphis, you, you might be you know you might be watching your your spot in the standings slowly or quickly even um, go down, especially with this Cleveland game just starting. And of course, the Cleveland game twenty to eighteen. Adam Pfeiffer writes a once a week column over at DailyRoto.com. dot com. Adam, tell us a little bit about your column. It'll be coming out on Friday. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's not it's not like a traditional column where you know you, you find a few a handful of guys in each position that you like. Um, pretty much, just focuses on you know the three guys um, that I think for the for the given slate are the guys that you, like you, you borderline must play. And um, in my first column, I had a couple guys. I had Demarcus Cousins as my main guy, so I usually try to do like two kind of elite tier players and then one kind of you know mid tier. I think my mid tier last week was. Um, Victor Oladipo went off, so that was that was a nice surprise. Um, and then and then he, and then I'll put three guys who I'm fading uh, for that night as well. And now, when you look at three guys you're fading, are those are the, some of the top players uh, that you'll be fading, or will it be some of the mid tier players, or how does that work? Yeah. Um, so for the the night that I did it last week, I think I had it was Monte Ellis and. Kawhi Leonard, which didn't really pay off, and you know, it's I pretty, I'm not really um, afraid to you know say to fade a guy like LeBron James on a given night. So pretty much anybody I think 
um, isn't prime for a great game, or I think there's better, um, you know, potential for guys who are around the same price or a little bit cheaper, a little bit more expensive. Um, pretty much, it's just that's how I'm going to pick the guys I want to fade. Uh, matchups and stuff like that as well uh, definitely play a factor. Yeah, but when you're going to fade a guy, would it be a guy that it, when I when I hear someone say they're going to fade a player, I would think that means that it would have to be like a LeBron James or a James Harden or someone that ilk, uh, because on most occasions, uh, for the fade of player, you you have to have a a player that will be heavily owned. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think the. Um, I think tomorrow night is going to be interesting uh, for Friday night because there's not really, you know, Russell Westbrook plays, so that would be interesting. So there's a couple guys that, you know, there's a couple of elite guys, and um, I'm, I think I'm going to have at least one of those big-name elite guys that I'm going to be fading. All right, so we'll break it down right now and see who some of the guys that are, that are playing. In tomorrow night's matchup, we got Chicago at Charlotte. And if you look for defensive efficiency, Chicago's number 10 uh, in the NBA, Charlotte's number 12. And in this matchup, Aaron Brooks is the worst defensive point guard uh, by a large margin in the NBA. So it sets up for a nice matchup for Mo Williams, who faces in their last eight games with Aaron Brooks at point guard, they've been the worst in the league. Mo Williams is a guy that I like in the action tomorrow night with Chicago and Charlotte. Yeah, I'm right on board with that. Um, you know, Kemba Walker's back, but I think he only played 16 minutes the other night, and they're they're only going to play him about, you know, eight or nine minutes per half. So it's not even looking like he's going to play, you know, even 20 minutes um, at least not for a couple of weeks. And, and honestly, with the way Mo Williams has been playing, there's no need to rush him back. Um, so Mo Williams is in a good spot. Like you said, I watched – I live um, I live in Pennsylvania, so I watched, I caught that Sixers-Bulls game the other night. And he uh, – for granted, he had a great game offensively. But, again, um, nothing to write home about defensively. So the way Mo Williams has been playing – I think Al Jefferson got hurt the other night as well. If I don't, if I believe, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, so if Al Jefferson somehow were not to play, um, that would only help Mo Williams more because a lot of the Charlotte possessions is just feed the ball to Al Jefferson within 12 feet of the basket, and we kind of post up for you know a couple of dribbles and then either just passes out or takes a fadeaway jump shot or a, you know a hook shot or something along those lines. So um, if he were out, Mo Williams would see an uptick in usage and an uptick in shots as well. Yeah, Al Jefferson should be out of this game, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, make sure you check out, of course, at DailyRoto.com, the greatest premium advice on the Internet when it comes to Daily Fantasy Hoops. You get Mike Leone and Drew Dankmeyer's great, great articles. And, of course, better than that, you get the email updates so we can make sure the usage rate will stay low for Kemba Walker and Mo Williams uh, does get that 30 minutes a game. If he's not, then it becomes a tough play because the salary has been escalated due to the play there. And you look at like a guy like Al Jefferson out of the game. We've had Zeller, who's been uh, out with some injuries as well. He would be the guy that you would look to pick up the slack. But where do you see it uh, picking up the slack for Al Jefferson? Yeah, it, I, I, mean, I don't even like really – I think I'm going to be targeting whoever is going to be in place of Al Jefferson because obviously, like you said, the Bulls are a tough defensive team, especially on the interior. I think you said they were um, tenth in terms of defensive efficiency, and this game is going to have a really gross uh, pace. But um, my guess would be, you know, if Cody Zeller isn't looking 100, percent um, I mean, Marvin Williams played 32 minutes uh, last night. Um, he had a respectable line; he had 13-7 and three blocks. So 
Um, I, I guess Marvin Williams would kind of be the guy I'd gravitate towards if I was targeting anyone. But um, you know, if he plays, if he's going to be playing power forward um, for them. The six nine power forward going against, you know, depending on if Noah's is active or not, whether Pau Gasol moves to the center or not. But if he's going against Pau Gasol, that could be trouble. Um, so I, I, if I had to pick anyone, I guess it'd be Marvin Williams, but I'm not too excited about it. And if uh, Yannick Noah's out again, he was uh, out his last game. Paul Gasol was the only big man on the floor. Uh, I just look at for that as a dream matchup, uh, especially with Al Jefferson out of the lineup there. So people can be going there and look for some points uh, through that with that Chicago Charlotte game. There's no total on that game as of yet. One game that does have a total, Sacramento and Philadelphia at each other, a 205 total. Sacramento 27th in the league in defensive efficiency. Philadelphia 12th in the league in defensive efficiency. Of course, Darren Carlson was still out for Sacramento. Uh, this is a game that you got to absolutely love. Uh, our big guy, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, he's going to be one of the most popular players for sure. Um I mean, there's really not much to say about him. I mean, he's arguably the best center in the league, and he's going against a Philadelphia team that's towards the bottom. If I'm not mistaken, they might actually be dead last in terms of defensive efficiency against centers. Um, no team in the league is allowing more total rebounds per game than the Sixers. Uh, we just see night in and night out. And it's it's like not to take anything away from Neuron Zoel and how he's been playing defensively because I actually think he should win the rookie of the year at this point. Um, but DeMarcus Cousins is going to is going to be that guy where there's a lot of inexperienced players in the Sixers. Um, so not only is he going to have his way offensively, I think he can get to the foul line a lot in this game too. Um, so he's obviously going to be one of the top plays um, of the night against the Sixers team. And then also for the Sixers, Isaiah Kanan, Ish Smith, uh, you look at it, Kanan had a respiratory infection last game, still played and put up uh, great numbers, fantasy numbers per minute. Ish Smith had a nice game there. Uh, now we can see these guys on the court sharing too much time to make them uh, fantasy relevant when we have a ton of games. Yeah, um, you know, there's, there's a couple, there's a handful of solid point guards tomorrow night that I don't know how much I'll be targeting Ish Smith or, or Isaiah Cannon. Um, I mean, it's not a bad matchup by any means. I'm definitely not afraid of Ray McCallum on the defensive end. Um, game should see a pretty high pace. Uh, both teams not necessarily the strongest defensively. Um, I, I kind of want to see, like you said, Isaiah Cannon had that respiratory infection, and Ish Smith played 37 minutes in, over, in an overtime game. They've already been transitioning to kind of playing them both a lot. Um, together, but before Wednesday's game, you know, Ish Smith was playing about you know 23 minutes a game. I kind of want to see where this where this two-headed monster, I guess, kind of plays out the next couple weeks. I mean, granted, it's not like they're expensive across the industry by any means, but um, I think there's other guys I'll be looking at the point guard position. Orlando versus Boston, one ninety and a half total. Orlando twenty sixth in the league in deficiency, and Boston fifteenth in the league. Of course, in the last game, we had Isaiah Thomas out for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Brandon Bass has been an absolute monster, and somehow his price doesn't escalate. This ends up being a nice game for uh, Brandon Bass against this Orlando Magic. Yeah, I, I'm going to be targeting this game. Um, you know, Boston has really played at a high pace all season. Orlando started the season playing at a high pace, and they kind of slowed it down a little bit. But 
Um, these are two pretty weak defenses, especially on the interior. So um, Brandon Bass, as long as he's getting this consistent amount of minutes that he's been getting, um, you know, and like you said, his price really hasn't gone up and hasn't, you know, kind of matched the level of play he's had as of late. Um, you know, I have no problem with Brandon Bass at his price. I mean, look at his minutes, 33, 38, 38 over his last four games. Um, and he's scored double-digit real-life points in all four of those games. Over the last five, he's averaging 14 and almost 10 rebounds. So um, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. And Boston has no answer for Nikolai Vukovic or uh, Tobias Harris in this one. Victor Oladipo has been on a little bit of a run, but Avery Bradley should be healthy for that game, and he has been strong on the defensive end. Yeah, um, and Oladipo's price has gone up pretty pretty high. I think last time I checked, he was like around 8K on FanDuel. So if there's anybody in the Magic I'm looking at, it's definitely Nikola Vucevic. You know, he, I think he makes, in tournaments, a really good pivot off of DeMarcus Cousins, especially on FanDuel where you can only roster one center. Um, I, I look at this matchup, and Boston's one of the worst interior defenses in the league. Um, only, you know, only I think four teams are allowing more points in the paint than the Celtics this season. And you look at where Vucevic gets the ball, uh, he's, you know, top five in the NBA in close touches per game, which are um, touches that originate within 12 feet of the basket using the NBA player tracking stats on NBA.com, which I tend to do a lot in my articles and my research. So I think this is tailor-made for, for Nikola Vucevic. Um, again, two bad defenses um, in the three games that's been played in this series. Um, you know, this, the scores have been relatively high, so uh, Vucevic should be in for at least, you know, I, th- I, th- like, I think Vucevic is quietly one of the, one of the safer locks for a 20-10 and 10 game every night. And and should be no problem against the Boston Celtics. So he should be in your lineups if he saves you a significant amount of money over DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, this becomes a nice, nice play for people out there. So it'll give you an alternative on Friday night as you try to take things down and try to knock things out of the park. If you go over to DailyRoto.com, right now they have a story up there to play a UFC 185 is this weekend. DraftKings, of course, offering... Daily Fantasy for MMA. Uh, we had a guest on the show, Steve Cofield from uh, Counter Move, joined us on the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Show. Have you played any uh, DraftKings MMA fantasy? I can't say that I have. Um, I I I think I've maybe watched one MMA fight in my life. So um, definitely not something I've done yet. But I mean, as a couple of years ago, I wasn't even playing. Uh, daily fantasy anything so I definitely wouldn't put it past me to try it I mean people just love playing fantasy sports so whenever you have something new and I think it's just people just love drafting players and when you're doing that and when you're doing it for the potential possibility of making money um, I mean no wonder it's starting to take off and pick up yeah, there's no doubt about an MMA is uh, something I never thought we'd come to, but what's here and we're loving it as we just totally evolve the fantasy sports world. Uh, I got to look at Miami and Toronto, two oh two and a half total here. Miami nineteenth in defensive efficiency. Toronto twenty second. Absolutely, Kyle Lowry is suffering at the point guard position, setting up a nice effort for a mid price point guard in Goran Tragic Dragic. Yeah, um, and 
you know, Kyle Lowry was he had the, that little stint where he was resting, but um, and people look at Toronto as a as a good defensive team sometimes, and they really haven't been, especially as of, as of late. I mean, Kyle Lowry's been getting torched by point guards uh, throughout the second half of the season, and you know, Drogic's price, you know, he's not, he's definitely you know not going to kill you in price, and he's again another good pivot. Um, he's going to play thirty thirty five minutes. Um, you know, I, I want to, I don't, I don't want to say I'm, you know, totally high on this game. I, there's not a lot of guys that really stick out, but in, in a tournament, I mean, Goran Dragic could, uh, you know, he's shown that he can put up big numbers, um, in, in this league. So I wouldn't put it past him. And like I said, Kyle Lowry hasn't been playing well defensively either. Yeah, and it's interesting when you look at this game. Uh, Dwayne Wade is a guy that I, I, I never have confidence in rostering. I always feel like it'll be the five, the night I put him in. It'll be the five minutes that he comes out. But what's your thoughts on Dwayne Wade against Demar Derozan? Uh, yeah, Wade to me, it's tough because he's been killing it lately. Um, yeah, and he's been playing heavy minutes. I mean, for his last five, he's averaging twenty eight points per game, five and a half assists, four rebounds. And he's getting the line like almost ten times a game, so um, he's you know he's going to be. I mean, we see his usage rate without Bosch on the floor, and it's you know it's it's like thirty five or so. The last time I checked, it probably even got higher. Um, you know, he's taking a lot of shots. I mean, look at his shot total the past three games: twenty five, twenty three, eighteen. So that right there, that volume right there, is enough reason for me to consider him. Um, again, I'm not afraid of DeMar DeRozan either. This team defensively hasn't really been that strong lately. Um, you know, shooting guard normally, you know, small forwards obviously I think the worst position. And shooting guard, I don't see a whole lot to love at shooting guard tonight. There's a couple guys we'll probably talk about in a little bit. But, um, you know, like I said, Victor Oladipo with Avery Bradley, his price has gone up. I don't like that matchup. Um, there's nobody in the Charlotte-Chicago game at shooting guard. Nobody really in the Sacramento Philly game, so Dwayne Wade definitely does stick out, and the matchup isn't terrible, and he's been on a tear, so you got to consider him. We're speaking to Adam Fiver. You go to DailyRoto.com and check out his article: three studs for Friday's actions and three duds for Friday's actions. Players to lay off and players you have to roster uh, will be over there. I just renamed your articles: three studs, three duds. I like it. I'll have to use that. <laughs> Minnesota and Oklahoma City, no total there. Minnesota, the last in the league in efficiency on the defensive end, and Oklahoma City 11th. But two things in this game. Minnesota's gotten better since Rubio's come back defensively and their front court's come back, and Rubio's done a good job at defense. And while Russell Ransburg has ripped it up offensively, He's become the worst point guard not named Aaron Brooks in the NFL, in the NBA covering uh, point guards. I mean, if you watched the game last night, you saw times when Chris Paul was just left all alone to shoot. And I think it sets up nice if Rubio's back and healthy in this game, if you want to take a cheap option uh, in two point guard leagues, such as FanDuel, or at DraftKings when you can put up, up to three guards in your roster uh, because you have the point guard guard and the utility. I think Rubio sets up nice in this one. Yeah, I've been rostering Rubio quite a bit since he returned. Um, I just gravitate towards guys who have the capability of getting me a triple-double every night. And Rubio has that upside. I mean, um, he's starting to play uh, like that huge allotment of minutes. Um, you know, and 
And Rubio's the type of guy who, if he gets you six real-life points, he can still get you 40 fantasy points because of his rebounds, assists, and steals. Um, and like you said, I, you hit it on the head. Uh, Russell Westbrook, for as good as he's been offensively, has been pretty much the opposite defensively. I mean, Chris Paul wasn't even 100% last night. He was pretty hobbled, and he you know, he was just taking it to Russell Westbrook. I think the Thunder as a unit are allowing the second most fantasy points to point guards. Um, I expect this game to be pretty high scoring, significant pace. And, you know, Rubio is a guy who, like I said, anybody who has a chance to give me a triple-double on any given night, um, I'm definitely interested in. Um, and, you know, Westbrook still has 13000 on FanDuel, which is just ridiculous. So if you're looking for a cheaper option, I, I don't mind Rubio at all. So give me give me a percentage of lineups that you'll have tomorrow night that will have Russell Westbrook in it. So if I made five lineups, I'd probably have him in um, – it's so hard to fade him, especially in this matchup because it's really good. Um, and we see the usage rate. I mean, th- there was a stat I saw that no player in NBA history has had a usage – only Kobe Bryant actually has had a usage rate of at least 40 in the whole season. I mean, Westbrook is slowly catching up to that. I mean, so that 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 right there is kind of hard to ignore. So I'll probably have him in, I would say, two or three. Uh, I guess it depends on cash or, G, or, or a tournament, though. Then you have the Clippers and Dallas going at it. This game is a... Two oh two and a half total. Clippers fifteenth in the league in def- uh, defensive efficiency. Dallas fourteenth. So two teams in the middle of the pack. Now Tyson uh, Chandler is going to have an opportunity to go against uh, none other than the monster DeAndre Jordan. Uh, so uh, this could be a tough one for Tyson Chandler if you're going cheap center. We outlined a couple centers that you're going to have to pay the price for, and I think you're better off there. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki though actually has a good matchup. But I look at it like this. This ain't the same Dirk Nowitzki we've seen. Uh, since Blake Griffin's been out of the lineup, the Clippers have been struggling at covering power forwards. But Dirk looks like a shadow of his form himself. I don't play Dirk Nowitzki. I do not play Dirk Nowitzki. Every time I play him, he has 13 points and three rebounds. He's just not rebounding the basketball. I mean, you look at his rebounding totals over the last couple games. four, four, one, four, eight, six, five, nine. Like, this is a seven-foot power forward. Um, I think he's just when – when I'm rostering players, I want guys, especially, obviously, big men. Like, I want a guy who can get me – like DeAndre Jordan. I want a guy who can get me 15 rebounds. I want a guy who can get me 20 rebounds because that way, if he's not scoring, you're still getting some sort of production out of him. And, you know, Dirk hasn't been scoring or rebounding. So, um, the matchup is good because, like you said, since Blake Griffin's been out, power forwards have had really you know, a significant amount of success against the Clippers. But um, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be playing Dirk. I'll tell you, I won't either. And I think Dirk Nowitzki, for all you guys who have watched basketball and fall basketball religiously for the last 25 years, Dirk Nowitzki was the single-handedly ruined basketball. Any guy that's seven feet tall and comes <laughs> down and stands at the three-point line ruined <laughs> the NBA. And this is the guy that did it. He ruined the NBA. So I, now, I think you're not a fan of Mehmet Okur either. Oh, no. It's the funniest thing in basketball, how it's changed from, from yesteryear, is that you get a three-on-one. Instead of passing and going to the hoop, someone pulls up, and they fire yeah. back to a guy with a three-point line. I mean, what the heck happened to the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I just don't play Dirk, so he won't be in my lineups. 
Golden State at Denver, 215.5. Be worried because Golden State's a nine-point favorite on the road. Uh, Golden State, number one in defensive efficiency, number one in offensive efficiency. The team's doing it all. Denver, number 23. Denver having a tough time with big men. Sets up nice for Jermaine Green tomorrow night. Yeah, he might be the only... Golden State player I might look at and maybe play Thompson too. I don't know if I'm going to yeah, play Stephen be... Curry. I don't know if I'm going to play Stephen Curry because um, you know could he go off for 60? Of course he could, but he's still 10,000 on FanDuel. Um, and like you said, it's a nine-point spread right now and this is on Thursday night we're recording this. Golden State is away from home and last time they played Denver they won by like 30 points. Um, so I'm a little hesitant on Seth Curry, um, but Draymond Green is probably the guy I'll be looking at if, if for Golden State. Um, he could absolutely eat up this front court. Um, I mean, he's, I think he's, you know, right now the front runner for defensive player of the year. He's having a great year. So um, Draymond Green is probably the main guy. Then Clay Thompson, I guess you could look at it. Definitely not a bad play. Um, you know, the thing is, Clay Thompson is the type of player I usually don't play because if he's not hitting a jump shot, which is a pretty rare occasion nowadays for him not to be hitting a jump shot. But if he somehow isn't, he's not really getting you the peripherals. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Those would be the two guys that I'm going to play uh, in this game. I'll fade uh, uh, Curry in this one. I just think there will be other guys that I can get for a little cheaper uh, and spend the money elsewhere. Atlanta and Phoenix going at it in this one. Uh, Brandon Knight is going to be doubtful in this game. 206 is the total and when you talk about cheap guys that have been getting it done of late, Marcus Morris has been that guy. Now, if you look at Atlanta, Atlanta pretty good defensively, number seventh uh, in the league in efficiency. Phoenix is 18. But Al Horford's been playing well, but again, struggling on the defensive end. Alex Len is a cheap center. I don't think I would use him. I'm just putting it out there for people that he has a nice matchup. Because I'm going to pay for Vucevic, I think, in Orlando is where I'll be going for most of my lineups there. Um, I look at this game, and of course, Bledsoe always comes into play. Uh, Atlanta, Kyle Korver also struggling defensively there. How would you take advantage of this game? Because it has a 206 total. Yeah, uh, if this game can stay close, I think Al Horford could be in a good spot against Phoenix, um, like on the other end of the spectrum. Yep. Um, yep. Horford's a guy I like because you know he's getting a lot of assists this season too, on top of. A scoring a handful and, and getting his rebounds. Um, you know, that Denver game, that was a weird game the, uh, last night where they got blown out by Denver. They only played 23 minutes. Um, but this, this is a guy who's probably, you know, almost getting as many assists as Dirk's getting rebounds, for example. And, you know, Phoenix has, hasn't had, you know, capable uh, defensive big men in a couple of years now, and they certainly don't this this year. So, I kind of like Al Horford the most out of anybody on Atlanta. And then you mentioned Marcus Morris. I mean, he's a um, – I'm pretty sure he's a power forward on FanDuel. Yes, um, he is a draft pick yeah, as well. Yeah, but he um, – the other night with Brandon Knight out, he started the small at small forward, and P.J. Tucker right. actually moved the shooting guard. So if he yeah. starts again, he's going to play, you know, at least 25, 28 minutes. He, played, he might even play 30 if the game stays close. And, you know, he's playing well. He had um, – Eight points, nine rebounds, five assists. Um, you know, when he's getting minutes, he's he can put up numbers. And the only thing I'm worried about is Damari Carroll's a pretty good defender. Um, but at 4,400, you know, value might not be easy to come by tomorrow. So 
Um, he's definitely a guy to look at. Detroit and Portland rounded out 197 total here. Portland third in the league in defensive efficiency. Detroit 19th. Um, it's interesting with Monroe as well as he's playing. He's been struggling at the power forward position. Lamarcus Aldridge is going to be a guy uh, that's going to be well owned tomorrow night. Yeah, Aldridge is my is my top power forward play, and you know it's not all that close. Um, he looks to be healthier. He's playing heavy minutes. I don't know. Every time I play Aldridge, he he never lets me down. I mean, it's like the opposite of Dirk and Greg Monroe, Andre Drummond. They're they're pretty soft defend, defensively. Uh, people look at Drummond and see how he blocks shots a lot, and they think he's a good defender, but he's quite the opposite. And Greg Monroe is nothing to write home about either. Um, so I definitely like me some Lamarcus Aldridge tomorrow night. Make sure you guys go over to DailyRoto.com and get the premium package from Mike Leone and Drew Denkmeyer. Especially if you're playing NBA and you don't have that premium package, you're, uh, you got issues. You got severe issues because when all these guys are out of the lineup, first of all, you got to know, and then you got to know how to react. And if you're doing that on your own, that's crazy. That would be like driving with uh, already putting up the uh, airbag in your car because you know you're going to eventually crash and just might as well get it out before we even start. Have you ever been in an accident where an airbag came out? I'm not. No, the only I haven't time either. I was in an accident was when I was, I don't even know, maybe 10 years old. And it was like a minor accident. You know, I haven't either. Like, I think that when you get your license, that one of the things is that they should – they should fire the airbag out at you. Like, you should not actually have a crash, but you should get used to it and see what it's like, right? I mean, why should we be unprepared at the craziest moment in our lives in a car accident? Why don't we get that little shot when we get our driver's license? I can see that. I mean, why not? Why not just, you know, scare the crap out of the driver, and then that way they'll never want to get an accident. There we go. We got it all covered. That's the NBA action for everybody. Now, this is the part of the show, Adam, where we... uh we talk about things that so people can get to know the community over at DailyRoto.com. Of course, DailyRoto.com, Lou Dogs merged together and have built a, one of the vibrant communities when it comes to daily fantasy sports. And what I like to do is I like to introduce people uh, to the community. So we got a few uh, off-topic questions, uh, not from basketball. So are you ready and prepared for this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So when you first go out and you're hanging out with friends uh, on a Friday or Saturday night and they want to go to the movie theater, do you feel odd going to the movie theater with a, with a guy on Friday or Saturday night? No, man. Why not? Just going to see a movie, right? Right. So it's okay. What about, does it depend on what kind of movie? Like, could you actually go yeah. see, like, Blended with another guy? Yeah, if that's the case, if you're going to see a, a chick flick or a Twilight movie with a guy, then it that's a little <laughs> bit different. But I mean, I, I've gone to, I've gone to the movies with just one of my with one of my friends like that uh, before. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing wrong with it. No, and I think like if you're going to see like Rocky, it's okay. I, I just uh, don't be going to see. I yeah. think you're right. You, you can't be going to see that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little advice. I think it's okay if you were a guy and you want to go and see the Magic Mike movie, because I believe that there'll be a lot of women there that will be interested in a go. lot of the characters on the screen, and you could be the only guy there. 
and I would think <laughs> that the odds would be pretty good for success that night. So you can look it up all your daily fantasy basketball information because I've already covered that for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let me ask you a standard question we've been asking. When you go out to eat and it's time to uh, give the waiter or waitress a tip and you get poor service, how do you handle that? Well, I know a lot of my friends that if they get really bad service, they just won't tip. Um, I mean, I'm the type of person that, you know, at the end of the day, I'll tip a little bit. But, you know, the tip is definitely going to be substantially less if if the server was bad. Would you ever date a woman that uh, used to appear in adult films? That's a good question. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> it might depend on just how known she is, I guess. But so if she was a less I, I don't known know if film I would. Star, I, I don't know. Really? I caught me on like the spot. With, I have no idea if I would or not. I never thought about that. Yeah, like Thanksgiving dinner could be awkward. Yeah, a little bit. You may, yeah, you may find out your parents were watching movies you never knew. <laughs> All right. The next question is, uh, when, what is your favorite sport? This is a tough one because my favorite sport, probably just all around to watch at a at a live event. If I'm actually in attendance, would probably be hockey. My favorite yes. sport in general, I have to say, is, foot, is football. But my favorite sport, I think, to write about is basketball. So it's a kind of a, a three-way there, but um, it, it kind of depends on the situation. But I guess if I had to pick just my favorite all-around, it'd probably be football. But basketball is like a very close second. Basketball, very close second. You know, it's interesting when we talk about football. Free agent period's been going uh, wild and crazy. DeMarco Murray, the latest thing, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Why have they been doing all this and nobody's looking for the deflated footballs? Yeah, I don't understand that. They they got to be out there somewhere, right? I mean, I mean come maybe on. maybe the Patriots were just kind of using the Darrell Rivas situation as a decoy, and now the the media has taken their their attention off of the footballs, and we're just going to anoint the, the Patriots as Super Bowl champions and forget about it. So yeah. Belichick now, strikes again. Yes. Now let me ask you: If you were ever dating a female police officer? And she wanted to tie you up and and um, blindfold you, and then you heard her get out the taser. How would you handle that? I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> I'm blindfolded and hand, hand, hand tied on my back. I don't think I'm going anywhere. <laughs> well, you could ask for your Miranda rights. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask to see a lawyer. <laughs> I have to now, I have to yell to see a lawyer. What's your favorite fast food? Uh, the the Subway count? No, yeah, no, that's they're yeah they're halfway there. They're pretty fast, yeah. actually. So um, Subway, that's a healthy choice. Like if that's your favorite fast food, you must be a real healthy guy. No, I'm not at all. I just all I, right. I just like so you lie. If I had to, yeah, if I had to pick, I'd probably go with. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. They're closed on Sundays because they have religious beliefs, but they feed you. They're so uh, goddamn nice there. 
Yeah, yeah, they feed you 982 calories and everything they have, but they're, <laughs> they're, they believe in religion. Um, uh, do you eat the pickle on your sandwich? I do not. I don't either. Why do they keep putting there the pickles go. on there? Like, I think only 50% of America eats the pickles. Why do they keep putting the pickles on the sandwiches? Color. Color. Just a little, what's the little last, pigmentation. Yeah, what's the last song that you listen to on your iPod? When's the last time I had an iPod? That's a better question. You don't listen to um, music? I listen to music. I just don't have an iPod. The last song I listened to was probably the, uh, technically it would probably be the this intro song to the Around the NFL podcast from NFL.com. If you want to get technical. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, you, you need to get some culture in your life. Don't go all fantasy sports. <laughs> you need culture in your life. Uh, if you were a uh, user of Tinder, would you consider putting one of your friends' pictures on there so no one knows you were on there? Hundred percent. Me and my friends always, occasionally, jokingly sign up our friends for one of our friends for you know, uh, ChristianMingle dot com and all those all those dating websites. So I'd hundred percent do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be interesting, right? If if you go and have you ever gone and met the person who thought you were going to be someone else? Nope. Oh, you should try that one time and see how that works because <laughs> I think it might be beneficial. I think you should go for that all the way. Who is your favorite sports personality? Yeah, that that's a good question. Um, Stuart Scott's got to be up there. Um, I remember when I was like 10 or 11, I used to sit at my desk and pretend I was actually a sports anchor because of him. Um so I was, I kinda I kinda took that hard when he when he passed away. Um and then Bill Simmons is, is a guy I like because he just he just doesn't care. I mean he'll say what he wants and he doesn't really care. I like Jalen Rose. And I also really like Katie Nolan. Well you you definitely got it all covered there. I didn't hear you say uh Jim Nance. Jim Nance Jim Nance is a good guy. I just I just yeah, I play a lot of Madden, and his repetitive phrases in that game just took it to the point where I just I just don't want to hear him talk anymore. Really? So you play a lot of video games in your free time? Yeah, I play. I play. Uh, I usually play at night, you know. But I try to play a little bit. I just I've came back a video game fan. I just came back from a video game convention uh, at PAX East in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, you were nice. And that was Very the nice. craziest thing I ever seen. There were all these people dressed up in these weird costumes. Yeah. Now, uh, they call uh, what do they call? They call it cosplay now. Do cosplay. you participate? Yep. Do you participate in cosplay? No, not uh, not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't even like taking pictures. So I can't imagine nope. dressing up as ridiculous costumes of people and then taking pictures. Now, uh, last question before we go. If you were, um, if your next girlfriend reminded you of a farm animal, what farm animal would it be? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I'd probably say, I'm just going to say a cow. A cow? Because, I'm going to say a cow because there's milk involved, right? There's got to be milk involved there's- somewhere. There's milk involved there. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could have went. I mean, you could have went with the, with the cow. You could have said the camel. I don't know if a camel is truly a farm animal. To tell you yeah, I've never seen a camel on a farm, but yeah, that's I, true. I get what you're saying. 
<laughs> go there. Or you could have went with a pig. I, I've I've dated a few. Um, there's a lot of ways you could have went with, with that. But uh, interesting admin there. So tell us once again how we can go over DailyRoto.com and what article are we reading about tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow I'll be having out. Um, you know, I guess it's called. What was it called again? Three studs. Three, three studs dubs. and three duds. Yes. Yeah, uh, three three guys. I I think you should get in some of your lineups, and then three guys I'm not going to be touching. And you uh, you hinted at one of them earlier in the show, so check that out tomorrow, uh-huh. and then check out all the stuff from Daily Roto because you know Mike and Drew are two of the best. Two of the when I started playing daily it was like two and a half years ago or so, and those were two of the first guys I kind of followed and started paying attention to. Um, I, I know just based off everyone else's interactions and watching him, Drew's a great guy. And then I actually met Mike. Me and Mike are both from upstate New York. So I met him at a Bills game once, and he's a great dude. So it's fun to work with them. So let me ask a question. If Drew, if you got the fantasy rundown, right, and you got the premium content, and you were able to win a million dollars this year in one of the weeks like Drew Denkmeyer did playing fantasy football, would you buy a Drew Dinkmeyer fathead and put it in your bedroom? Not the question isn't would I buy one. It's the question is how many would I buy. I mean, right? Wouldn't that be the best thing? Wake up in the morning and see I Drew Dinkmeyer in your bedroom. Leone's smug face would be a little bit more appealing to me. Um, just <laughs> right on my right on my ceiling, as soon as my eyes open, I'll just see Mike Leone staring at me. And then, but then Drew's got the hair going for him, so. I mean, I'll, I'll just put them both everywhere. I mean, right now I have a bunch of Ken Griffey Jr. posters around my room right now, but I can see myself <laughs> taking them down for Drew Dinkmeyer and Mike Leone. There you go. You guys, fatheads coming to town near you. Make sure you go to DailyRoto.com. Check out everything going on on the site. We're looking forward to it. We'll be back Monday with our next podcast and get you ready for success in Daily Fantasy Hoops, NBA, NHL, MMA, who knows what could be next on the world of daily fantasy? We know Major League Baseball is right around the corner, so we'll get you some of that. I'll be on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio on Friday from 9 to 11 with Nando DeFino. I'm going to take Saturday off. I will be back Sunday from 7 to 10 a.m. with Lenny Melnick. And I'm actually doing the Sirius XM Fantasy Baseball show from 2 to 4, Sirius 210, XM 87. You've listened to none other than the Daily Roto podcast. March 16th, we'll start appearing on the Fantasy Sports Network. 1.30 in the afternoon, you'll be able to tune in and watch this podcast. You won't see me. You'll see pictures of some things, but not me. But you can listen to it. That's the Daily Roto Podcast. Now we've got to get out of here and start praying for LeBron. James.